Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vijara's Flying Chain. This is Norhadi, your house, and we got very, very special guest today, Azuka Okeke. Uh, she is regional director at the Africa Resource Center for Spline Chain and Peace in Nigeria. Thanks for coming and welcome to Vijara's Flying Chain, Azuka. Thank you so much. It's a real delight to be here. Mm, that's great. So, um, we will be discussing on how to empower women in the supply chain. But before that, uh, can you please brief about yourself and uh, looking at your profile where you have been working for many years on the supply chain transformation program and helping the government doing some of the collaboration. Um, can you please tell us how you end up with the current role and what makes you love in the supply chain, Asuga? Okay, thank you. So first of all, you know, I started off my career as a pharmacist and not really a supply chain person. Mm -hmm. um, but then I moved to the field of public health in 2006. So that's after like six years of, you know, pharmacy practice. I, I ended up working mostly as a public health professional with specialty in public-private sector collaboration, so facilitating PPPs. And uh, from there, um, I focused mostly on supply chain management. How do we leverage um, private sector competence, expertise, best practices in the public health industry? So um, that has been my focus for quite some time because if you look at Africa, you find that uh, supply chain management is, is such a new field. I mean, globally it's a new field, but in Africa, we're pretty much at the birthing stage. So there is a lot that um, public health, or you could say the government system, can learn from the private sector. So that has been my focus in leading supply chain transformation work. I currently work as a regional director for us. Um, Africa Resource Center is a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation initiative, and I lead the work in Nigeria. So here I support government to access supply chain expertise, like I mentioned before, from private sector. And before I joined ARC, like we call it, um, I actually was working just specifically with, you know, facilitating public-private partnerships in one of the states in Nigeria. We were trying to leverage the health insurance scheme to institute quality healthcare services. And of course, even just like in supply chain, when you talk about healthcare services, there's a lot that has happened in the private sector. So there, you know, while brokering trust, uh, trying to get government and private sectors to work together because trust is a big issue when you're talking about PPP. So my role was to broker that trust, try to get government to know or to have the structure and the system to foster PPP. It's not the typical vendor procurement um, structure. But also to, um, to drive that collaboration from the private sector angle to ensure that when they do go into a PPP with government, um, it, it's a win-win for everyone. 
So I was doing that while you could say I was discovered while doing that by an organization, Private Sector Health Alliance, that was uh, incubating us in Nigeria. So they approached me and said, well, we want you to do this for us in Nigeria because the mandate uh, was to leverage um, supply chain best practices and expertise to strengthen government. So that was how I joined ARC and having done the PPP work in um, health um, quality delivery. So thank you very much. Yeah, awesome. So then uh, what is your view on uh, women's uh, contribution in the field of supply chain globally and particularly in Africa? Um, do you think there is any gap in between women and men, which I refer to as gender equality? So that's a very, um, one of the areas I talk about, you know, being a woman mm-hmm. at, at, operating at, a, at the executive level, it hasn't been an easy journey and still is not. And I will tell you why. So basically, globally, if we're looking at the global space, you only see that um, you have like 21% of women in the C-suite um, roles, the executive roles globally. And this is not just about supply chain globally. And more, more we, you see more women in tactical or operational roles. Um, and you see up to 37% globally. And this is no difference. In Africa, I would even say it's worse. Because you see that women, along the supply chain, women are disproportionately affected by factors such as work discrimination. This is influenced by cultural bias that feels that, you know, for a woman to lead, um, it doesn't really sit well with African men. Yeah. So, of course, again, another factor that we have to struggle with is exploitation. Mm-hmm. As women, it looks as if that women are good in certain technical areas. Um, there is a study by Oxfam that says that women represent 60 to 90 percent of workers in the labor industry, such as and in areas such as in food and clothes manufacturing. That's the intensive phase. We we seem to be good workers, but we are not in the strategic position. So it it kind of creates, um, um, I think, the impression that we are not good thinkers, but we are more of good good doers. But yeah. this is. So, so contrary to the UN guiding principles on business and mm-hmm. human rights, which speak for equity, which speak for um, to, to solve this issue of marginalization. So my view is that we need to practicalize some of these policies that we have put in, in place. Um, the SDGs, when we look at Goal 5, yeah. it says they need to achieve gender equality and mm-hmm. empower all women and girls. Mm-hmm. But this is good on paper. According to, there's a study that McKinsey did, and it says a, a women-friendly country will improve, you know, up to 11% GDP. So there, there are studies that have been done that if you put women in um, strategic positions, create more opportunities in women, both in tactical operations, you're going to improve your GDP. So my view is we, we must begin to put to action the policies, the, um, the framework we have on paper, um, yeah. and this is the responsibility of all governments if we mm-hmm. want to make mm-hmm. the improvement in our economic development. Yeah. So um, you have explained also mentioned about the gender equality, right? Uh, so my next question is, what advice can you offer to start for making a better contribution of women in supply chain, like um, attracting female talent to the supply chain? 
I think I'll talk um, generally, but also I'll come to, uh, I'll, I'll narrow it down also to public health, stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Generally, I think as, 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 as the whole world, the global situation, and we are seeing that supply chain management is not a profession any country can ignore. If you look at the COVID situation, where you have, if you're listening to the president, uh, the presidential report, um, President Donald Trump is, um, is emphasizing the role of supply chain. Recently, our own president in Nigeria, the um, President Muhammad Buhari, also was, for the first time, was mentioning supply chain. Everyone knows the critical role that supply chain plays in improving health, if we're talking about health. So for me, we, some of the things we must do is to be proactive in our approach. Number one, I would say intentionally scaling up resources to pull women up in supply chain management. Countries must make it, it must be more intentional in that. Corporate sector must be more intentional in doing that. Because we know that at the strategic level, women have proven to do when they get to that level, when they are able to move up to the thesis level, they have proven to even excel uh, men because of some of the soft skills we have mastered that are so critical in decision making. We're talking about um, um, we're talking about listening, um, listening skills, you know, active listening skills. We're talking about communication. So these are uh, uh, these are some of the the skills that women have gathered that make them better um, CFOs or CEOs or whatever um, roles that we take. The other thing we must do uh, as, a, as a global um, community is we must institute more mentorship and sponsorship for women to grow in the supply chain industry. Um, without putting in place opportunities for other women that have gotten there to mentor um, women and that are getting and growing in their careers, the role that women play in supply chain will not be visible, and many still do not see women in that space. Then, of course, we look at companies should drive for supply chain diversity. If you do not put it as your strategic, um, um, I would say, framework, you wouldn't be able to be purposive in recruitment and also in promoting women already in industry. So, if you put in rules that at least a certain percentage of women should be at uh, the C2 level. That would help. Um, the other thing that is very important I think everyone should do is create more advocacy platforms. So I need to thank you because like coming to this podcast is an advocacy platform for me. We need to be, we need to be giving such more and more opportunities in conferences and events for some of us that have been opportune to grow in our career. And also, most importantly, I say to women, you must leverage social media. A lot of women will say, oh, I don't want to be visible on Twitter. I don't want to be visible on LinkedIn. Now more than before, women in supply chain at the leadership position must be visible mm -hmm. so that the generation coming up would see us and hear us. So some of these are my recommendations to everyone in the group. When we talk about in Africa, I'll narrow it down. In Nigeria, for instance, we see, and I'll use our health industry, the probability of dying on the fight is 120 children um, per 1,000 in Nigeria. So for every 1,000 life births, 120 children would die in Nigeria. That's high. The probability of women, when we talk about women um, mortality rate, 
out of every 100,000 life births, 3,200 women will die. That is totally unacceptable. That means that years and years of trying to strengthen our public health system has not driven down this poor health in this week. We need more women in the strategic positions in improving public health or government-led supply chain solutions. Because of those soft skills we, we've been able to gather, we can make better contributions to the health of the nation. So I, I would love to see Africa be, look at it from the angle of we do not have the opportunity that the global community have when they are just looking at improving the economic um, situation, improving efficiency. We have to see this as a call for action. Our health industries, they are very, very low. We can't continue the way we're going. We need to change the paradigm by looking at the leadership mm -hmm. for supply chain management in public health because it's a critical enabler to improving the health system. All right. So before we close our conversation today, Zuka, any KTX way that you'd like to share to us, to our listeners? I think that, um, so my, my takeaway is what role are men to play in improving um, um, opportunities for women in supply chain. Yeah. I think that as much as possible, women can advocate, women can demonstrate because data is key. Um, a lot of decisions in supply chain are made by data. Women should focus on proving that um, we are able to actually improve company performance because everybody's thinking about profitability, efficiency, mm -hmm. reducing, reducing uh, wastages. So as companies are looking in that direction, women should actually focus more on demonstrating that we can actually improve um, the, 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 the bottom line. However, there should be more men advocating for women to come up to the city. Men should not be scared of women in leadership. I think men are petrified. Yeah. They are actually, the 21% for them is like, this is high. I think men should look at it from the angle that if we are looking at improving our GDP, even to 11%, we need to have more women. We're not asking for more women than men. We're asking for a balance, equity. So men should be more, we should lend their voice to advocate it where I appreciate that you called me out on this. So thank you so much. And we need more men like you. We need um, <laughs> men speaking in Africa. Yes, so you should also get the men, um, solve the manual, like you say. More men should advocate. More men should open their minds to having more women in, uh, in strategic positions. So that's mm -hmm. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.